This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, offering a range of mortgage, affordable housing, refinancing, and construction financing options designed to serve the needs of its customers. More info at trustmark.com slash mortgage. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. They're both chartered financial analysts. Ryder holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. It's less than six months before the gift-giving holidays at the end of the year, so it's time to remind ourselves to not go into holiday debt. We've got some tips to discuss between your personal finance questions. Contact us by email. The address is money at mpbonline.org. So good morning. Hope that you're both doing well this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Kevin. Uh, Nancy, what uh, money news caught your eye this week? Well, it's almost July. Can you believe it? And that means on Friday, I will be watching the new jobs numbers that come out, and that will tell us how many jobs were created in June and what our current unemployment rate is. We are expecting 700,000. We were disappointed by May's numbers, so we're going to be looking at this to see how the economy is doing overall. And so I was looking at the personal savings rate. I think that's uh, relevant to what we're talking about, saving up for the holidays, saving up for our Christmas in July. And over the pandemic, with folks staying inside and not going out and spending as much, our savings rate really jumped up. Historically, it's kind of hung around in the 6 or 7% range over the past decade or so. But over last year, it jumped as high as 25 or more percent. I think we've mentioned this once or twice, but the latest number for personal savings came out uh, last week, earlier this week. What is today? Today's Tuesday. Uh, last week, and it was down a little bit, so that's indicating people are getting back out and spending money. One of the things that I've kind of noted about the savings rate is people have saved up a lot of money. This is money they have put into uh, buying a house, paying down a house. Uh, this is money they've put into savings account. This is money they've put into 401ks or investment accounts. They've saved up a lot of money. We're in better financial position because of it, and we have more money to spend when we finally do get out and those airfares and uh, dinners out start racking up. And just for some perspective, typically the American savings rate is somewhere between 6 and 7%. Yep, much lower than it is. Uh, it, 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 the last reading was about 12.4%, which is down uh, from this past year, but still higher than usual. So people well, are still I know saving. I was just kind of sitting at home. The only thing I could do was order <laughs> from Amazon. So I think a lot of people were doing the same and not spending as much. And now we're just ready to go a little crazy. I managed to spend a lot on takeout. I'm not really yeah. sure. Yeah. I don't know if it quite matched my previous dining out, but... Uh, speaking of airfares, I learned that uh, when you cancel something, that does not necessarily mean you're going to get a refund for such. Um, oh. Going to uh, visit a friend of mine who lives in Greensboro, North Carolina in the fall, <clears throat> and I went to United's website, and it said, we don't fly from Jackson to Greensboro. Check other destination or nearby airports. Well, I did that, and I looked at one, and I wrongfully assumed that, no, that's actually going to where I want to go. So I did the whole thing to and from. Everything looks great. I paid for it, 
emailing my friend the details of the flight, and I realized I had booked a flight to Charlotte, North Carolina, Uh not Greensboro, North Carolina, and it was a little far to ask him to come pick me up in Charlotte. I was like, oh gosh, what am I going to do? Well, I tried to change the first leg of the flight, and then I realized, I guess because of COVID and all that, that United is not back to their full schedule, and for whatever reason, they don't, because the other way, it was fine. Greensboro to Jackson was no problem. So I saw, oh, well, you can cancel this. Within 24 hours, you Mm -hmm. can get a refund. So I thought, okay. So I canceled. I thought, great, no problem. So I looked at my credit card statement. I'm like, wait a minute. Why is is that so much? And it still had a charge from United on there. So I went in and I said, oh, I need to file for a refund. And I did. And they told me today in an email that I don't get it. Because apparently I wait. Not only did you have to cancel within 24 hours, but you had to ask for your refund within 24 hours. Oh, there's always the catch in there. And that that is absurd. Yeah, I knew about the 24 hours to make changes. I know they've always been really tough on refund policies, but they did loosen up last year. I guess they've started cracking back down because they they need to take in those dollars. Well, I would have uh, I would have appreciated too, or at least would have liked to have had the little credit thing they give you. And it's my fault because I didn't do it. But I assume that when I canceled it, and it was like, okay, you canceled it. I'm like, great, I'll get the refund. I, I never got an email saying, we've refunded your money. And so, like I said, it last, uh, yesterday I looked, and it wasn't there. And Anyway, so lesson learned. Uh, be, be, be very careful. Pay, pay close attention to your schedule before you uh, book a flight and pay Yeah, those, those three letters <laughs> yeah. on the airport names just, can just throw you, right? Just check on, uh, check on the map where the new airport is that you're, you're going to. Well, I can't because I think Charlotte was like C-H in Greensboro is G something. So I, I I think I just assumed something and kept looking at, and didn't see it, but then finally... You just saw North Carolina. I'm just going to North Carolina. Well, and then the, the fact that I could fly the other way was confusing, too, because I'm thinking, all right, well, Greensboro to Jackson. And like I said, it was funny, because when I was typing out that email, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be going to Charlotte. So anyway, it was uh, fortunately the, the ticket was not too expensive. So it was a, an expensive lesson, but not an overly expensive lesson. So, Nancy, uh, there have been some changes, I think, to the child tax credit, if you could uh, maybe talk about that. Yes. um, It's actually been increased, and there's been a push to support families with children, uh, which I think is a good thing. Um, But starting July 15th, that credit will start going out automatically to people. If you have children under the age of six, you're going to get $300 per month per child. And then from six to, I think, 17 you get $250 a month. Now, that is based on income for a single filer. That's up to $75,000 for the full amount. And for a couple, that's $150,000. But it does start to phase it out. And even if you have high earners up to maybe $400,000 for a couple, that's when it totally goes away. So there is some room there for something in between the full benefit and the smaller amount. This is an advance payment on your tax credit. And it covers half of what you will get. If you're, if you think you are entitled and it doesn't show up, I'm telling people go to irs.gov. Uh, look, they have some portals available. There's a, an advanced child tax credit eligibility assistant portal, and then there are those people who say, "Look, I'd rather get a big fat check at the end of the year, and I don't want to get that extra every month." You can go to the child tax credit update portal and opt out of that. But I think most. Families Families will be happy to have that extra amount in their pockets to help with child care and other things that pop up with children because there's always something. 
So that is an advance on whatever credit you might get when you file your taxes each year. It's, exactly, okay. yes. All right. Um, so uh, as we mentioned in the opener, uh, hard to believe, but December is sort of just right around the corner maybe. Oh, please. <coughs> so uh, <laughs> a Forbes article mentioned that credit card debt declined during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. We hope that you'll continue to watch your spending as a person shopping increases, as in-person shopping increases, that is, more opportunities to shop, and as we plan for the 2021 December gift-giving holidays. So we've come up with some suggestions on how to keep uh, your holiday spending in check. Uh, so we'll go through those. Uh, Nancy, why don't we let you start off with tip number one? Well, it just says start with the budget for the holidays, except I'm thinking, Kevin, this year after what we all You're went have through last I think I think a lot of people are going to have a blowout, <laughs> and that's where we need to really make sure we don't get, get too iPad. carried you. away. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> um, because we're so excited to go back to some normal way of celebrating the holiday mm. and getting together, and um, I, I would say still keep that budget and plan for that, and maybe look at what's more important to you, the travel, so you can spend time together, eating together, or is it just about gift giving? And so make sure you put your money where it is most important to you. And uh, I like their suggestion here. It's a very standard suggestion when we talk about what is your budget? You need to make a budget. Is what did you spend last year? But like I've said many times on this show, last year, last year specifically, 2020, is not a year you want to compare to. Your spending not only is going to be maybe way lower, way higher, you're going to be spending in different categories last year. It is not a fair comparison. Uh, and then look, the risk of looking a couple years back is maybe your income situation. Maybe your savings were different a couple years back. So it's going to be particularly difficult, but bear that in mind. Don't just say, oh, well, last De December, last around Christmas time, I spent X dollars uh, because that might not pan out. So just plan carefully and also just think about this year as you're doing it of just being a little more conscious of your spending so that and maybe keep a little better track of it so that in years to come, you'll kind of know where you're at. You'll, you'll know what it does to your budget and your savings. Well, and the big thing is watching those credit card balances. And what we saw happen during the pandemic is a lot of people paid down their credit mm -hmm. cards, which is a great thing. It gives you some relief and some wiggle room, but you don't want to go crazy so that those start to build back up. Just remember that feeling of seeing those low balances, those smaller payments, watching some of those totally disappear, and hang on to that. If you have a question for our experts, you can send an email to money at mpbonline.org. We're talking about how to avoid December holiday debt in June. What shopping opportunities are going on soon? We'll have that for you next. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio.
Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. The information presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. This is Money Talks. Our website, moneytalks.mpbonline.org, is one way to hear past broadcasts. You can also download the MPB Public Media app and listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. This year, July 4th, falls on a Sunday, which means the holiday will be observed on Monday, July 5th. That gives you an extra day to shop the savings events, if that's how you observe the holiday. Stores like Home Depot, Kohl's, Macy's, Target, and Walmart are currently hosting 4th of July sales with markdowns on appliances, electronics, furniture, summer apparel, toys, and more. So if you've been meaning to get your uh, certain someone a washer or a dryer. Get that cri- get that Christmas <laughs> shopping done now. This weekend. How romantic. <laughs> then to stick the diamond ring inside the dryer. Ah, uh, I mean, that's the trick. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, if you didn't have, you know, a washing machine and someone gave you a washing machine. It would be what great. It would be, yes, It'd be very great. Nice. Exactly. See, yeah, so. Yeah, I agree. So you're right. It is very romantic. It would be even better if they did the washing. Uh-huh. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. It, see, it's the experience that counts. <laughs> see, that goes back to my wishes, disposable clothing, so that you don't have to do the wash. <laughs> yeah, but it's the thing, you know, washing, but then it's the folding and the sorting that always gets me. I, I can what get about just, like, I subscription lo- I service clothing? I'm now doing the Marie Kondo thing, and, it, and it's wonderful. It's very satisfying. What is a, a special way to fold? A special way to fold it, so you see everything, right? It's organizing. Uh, it's, it's um, what is it? What does she say? The things that um, well, you keep what you brings joy, you joy. What brings you Correct. joy. Okay. And, but, yeah, it's just everything's organized. It's wonderful. I need to steal one of those little t-shirt folding machines that just you go on tiktok i, I saw somebody <laughs> showing how they folded a shirt it's just amazing kevin it's not that hard I know, but I'm, it makes it not because they have that little square thing so when you fold the sleeves i, I thing, bet you could get one I, I probably could they, they probably sell them somewhere that's sure all right so we're talking about uh, ways to keep your holiday spending under control going to go through 10 tips we talked about uh, a firm budget for the holidays. So what's number two on the list, Ryder? Yeah, so I really like this one. Uh, it's two parts. So one part is keeping track of your spending. Like I said, not only does that help you stay aware of how much you have spent so far, if you have kind of a number in mind, that's going to keep you from going over it. But also next year or whenever you're planning or whenever you're thinking about things, having these numbers in your head is very useful. We often ask clients to have, you know, what are you spending in a month or what is your income in a month and having these just basic numbers off the top of your head is very useful. You can evaluate things a lot more easily. But more importantly on this one is make a gift list and stick to it. And this is something that 
I've done before, I don't always do, is kind of having, when I have a lot of folks to buy gifts for, or when I'm just, for whatever reason, you know, I have three siblings to give gifts for, you know, if I'm giving gifts for my cousins or something like that, then I will stick with a theme or just to, to keep it easier for me to decide what to give, but also so that I know I'm dealing with a similar price range. And if I know everything, I'm buying, you know, five things and they're all $25 each, that's a lot easier for me to keep track of than I'm buying five things and, oh, this one's 40 and this one's 15. And I've got to kind of juggle all those different prices in my head. So kind of theming it or kind of giving yourself kind of a target price uh, kind of helps the process. Um, I, what I do sometimes is uh, you buy gifts um, throughout the year. So maybe I guess that's help with the end of the year crunch. Yeah, but, but then I forget. <laughs> we have to have you have to have your big box of gifts. A box of gifts or a closet of gifts. Well, that's actually what I do is I put yeah. it somewhere I'll remember. And then, of course, if you forget, then it's the next year. It becomes the gift for the next year until. But, you, but what? About the next year, and then that gift is is not the gift. It's, it's, the no, gift. Longer, it's, it's no, no longer the fashionable. Thing. It's no longer age appropriate. Now, what do you do? What if it has a date on it? It it you just makes it it just you know makes it quirky. <laughs> oh, I got a Furby. Uh, our producer Liz Gill, I believe I think I heard what she said that she writes down on her December calendar where she hid her gifts as she buys them throughout the year. So that's a very good idea. A calendar? What's so a calendar? So if you, if you live in Liz's household, then you know where it to It must be a look. secret code, though. You're At right. At this point. Do not go to Liz's house and skip immediately to the December <laughs> ca- calendar. You'll only be ruining the surprise for yourself. Uh, number three on the list is interesting, Nancy. What is it? Yeah, say? pay in cash. But I would say if you're going to pay in cash, maybe use that envelope system where your cash is in an envelope that that's your Christmas cash to use. And so that makes you more mindful of what you're spending and you then see how much you have left versus pulling out a card. Often we just um, forget about what that amount is and we're not tracking it as well. But that's just an easy way by having everything in this one envelope. Here's my cash. Here's my Christmas money. And when it's gone, it's gone. I'm a little skeptical here because... Also, I, I believe... You don't carry cash? I believe... One, I don't carry cash. What, what is and cash, does, Nancy? Right? What is cash? But I believe that some studies also show that it is very difficult to break a large bill. So it's difficult to break a 20, or if you have one of those rare bills of 50. Who's seen a 50? Yeah. I mean, or, I had a $50 bill yesterday to get lunch, and that caused Nancy, a what bit did, of a stir. Yeah, I, I mean, it was that. rare for me who, to have that. Who is even on on the 50. I don't I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We should have a show that's just talking about the people on the denominations of money. Um, but it's it's difficult to break a large bill uh, f- mentally. But once it's broken, it's just like, well, I got all these ones and fives. I mean, these aren't worth anything. I may as well spend them. And then you, you get all this change and it's like, well, here's a quarter. I can save that to get, you know, air at the gas station. But then I have a bunch of pennies and dimes and who knows. So I think <laughs> Once it's broken, it's it's just all downhill from there. So I'm not I'm not super I think sure this about is generational, this generational, don't you? Well, <laughs> I, I I kind of agree. I'm kind of like Ryder, whereas that I resist 
breaking the thing. Exactly. Once you do it, you know. Uh, yeah. Grant is on the $50 bill, by the way. Uh, I think. Oh, okay. I think that's who it is. Okay. But also, I him. would say it's harder to then, as Nancy said with her lunch uh, example, if you pull out a big bill in a lot of places, they, they're going to freak out, you know, so. Well, it uh, kind of just stopped progress there. Every, you know, this the cashier had what, to go find some more change. It's like. Actually, oh, interestingly yeah. enough, when I paid for. They've got to uh, call Janet Yellen and make sure it's legit. I yeah. got some money to pay for my home repair. So it was $1,500 deposit on the work. And I went through the drive-thru to get $1,500. And they told me I had to go in the bank because they didn't have enough uh, money in the drive-thru for that. Were you trying to get really? it in coins? I, I no, recall. I recall the. Co- where Where are we on the coin shortage? We should. We that's should. Re- we should revisit that. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Right, I haven't heard about that in a while. Um, I can see though the the idea that if if you have cash, you know how much money you have because it's there in your hot little hand. Whereas if you have a credit or a debit card, that's not. But but I'm kind of opposite there because if I have if I use my credit card. I can easily go look online and say, this is where I spent the money. If I have, like, my, that $50, and when it's gone, I can't tell you where that went. But I don't have an accounting of that. It's also really easy to forget that I had that $50, mm-hmm. and it's all it, it's gone. Oh, I spent money last week? I had no idea because there's no record of it. Exactly, yeah. But with a credit card, you're yeah, right. You see Keeps it. track of it. You see the bill at the end of the month. It slaps you in the face. Oof. So I, I, I pay in cash, but as Nancy said, have your maybe your envelope there, have your your Christmas money ready to go. But when it's gone, it's gone. Sorry, Aunt Sally, I ran out of money before <laughs> I got to it. Uh, what about uh, the next one on the list? I think we're over to Ryder again. Uh, yeah, so pay off current credit card debt before adding additional charges. And if you've ever listened to this show, you know that, one, we are fans of credit cards. But, two, we are not fans of spending more money on a credit card than you can pay off in a month. If you are not in, if you are not spending well, if you are not saving well, if you're not in good spending habits, if you can't budget, then a credit card is a tool which can really, really, really hurt you. Uh, but uh, for those who are just spending an amount they can pay off every month, it's an affordable, it's well within budget, they pay it off, great, fantastic. And you know, we've talked about credit cards before, especially if you're buying some bigger ticket items, uh, some electronics. You can get sometimes extended warranties through your credit card company. You can get a little bit better purchase protection through your credit card company, especially buying buying online um, and if you are buying from a store maybe you've never heard of not just your big retailers then the credit card company can sometimes refund your money if you if you end up something gets lost in transit you have trouble dealing with this smaller company your credit card company can go to bat for you in those cases very very useful tool but again like we said never spend more on your credit card than you can actually pay off at the end of the month and if you have paid off uh, credit card debt and you've been managing like I have to keep the balance low, uh, stay at that because that way on the occasions like a holiday or an emergency where you do have to 
put some money on there, it's easier to pay it down again. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the things about when you run up a credit card debt is it's just a huge amount of thing, and you sit there treading water, and you never really make any yeah, progress. Yeah, that's, and then it starts to take a bigger and bigger bite out of your monthly budget, which limits what you can do elsewhere. Right. So if you if you down low, keep them low. That way, when you do need to use them, uh, it's easier to pay back down to zero again. We've got a caller on the line, so why don't we say good morning to Jim, who is in Madison. Jim, you're on the air with us. Go ahead. Good morning. Ryder just touched on two of the things that I was going to say about buying with credit cards, and that is the extended warranty. I have two credit cards, of American Express and a Visa card that double the warranty on appliances and other things. And the, uh, the ability to contest a charge if the product is defective and the, and the um, manufacturer won't make good on it or fails to deliver it if, it order, if it's ordered online, exactly as, as Ryder said. And, and as far as exceeding uh, the amount you want to spend on your credit card, most credit card apps or websites will allow you to create an alert so that if your balance exceeds X number of dollars, you'll get... You know, hair on fire alert, <laughs> which is a good way to keep up with it. That's true, Jim. Uh, good point there. You can uh, you can let them let you know when you're uh, when you re reached a certain threshold of of uh, using up the, your available credit. And this brings right. up the difference too between a credit card and a debit card, because a credit card is you're taking out a loan, and uh, and then when your statement comes to you, you can pay it off. And so if you have a problem, you can say, "Wait, I'm not paying this because of this problem." But a debit card, that money comes out of your bank account immediately. So, yes, you can contest that charge, but it's going to take a while to get it put back in. So, uh, right. And you don't, you don't get, I don't think with a debit card, you get the federal protection of a $50 limit on fraud liability. I believe that's right. Uh, so, Jim, uh, traditionally, do you do well managing your holiday spending? Oh, yeah. And, you know, I pay my credit cards off at the end of every month, so I never have to pay any interest. Um I don't have that big a family, um, which makes things easier for credit card, you know, for Christmas buying. Mm -hmm. um, the problem is my, my kids are in their mid-40s, and, and they're not interested in a book or, you know. Um, <laughs> they want cash. They want, they want either cash or they want something like a big-ticket item. I need a new, um, <laughs> I need a new refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's that washer-dryer we were talking yeah. about. All right, uh, Jim, thanks for calling in today. Good to hear from you. We're discussing how to avoid December holiday debt now. What can happen if you splurge on December gifts? We'll tell you about that next. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio.
Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. Money Talks is MPB Think Radio's personal finance broadcast. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lockridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. They're both chartered financial analysts. Ryder holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. We hope you'll start early and avoid December holiday debt. We're talking about 10 tips uh, to help you. According to a recent survey, 78% of those with holiday debt won't be able to pay it off come January including the 15% who are only making minimum payments. So that's an interesting, we've talked about that uh, a time or two before, but uh, the minimum payments, it, to me the only way that that can be halfway successful is that you don't ever put anything else on the card until uh, you pay it off if you are doing the minimum payments uh, route. But uh, I would say even $10, $15 a month extra if you can, certainly goes a long way in helping you pay off the debt. Well, and that just brings up, if you do have a high credit card balance, the most important thing you can do is stop putting more charges on it and start working that down. Um, the last credit card law we had that passed, it requires the companies to then display how long it would take for you to pay off that balance with those minimum payments. And that needs to really hit you in the face, too, that look, what, look at the damage I've done. Look how long it's going to take for me to fix this and to really just dig in and get rid of it. To be pay off that ham sandwich in uh, June of 2035, I think. something. Yeah, that's crazy, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> All right, so we're talking about uh, tips to avoid holiday debt for uh, the upcoming holiday season. Uh, Nancy, we're on to number five. Well, you can make things. And um, certainly, uh, you know, I have a pretty crafty husband at my house who is a woodworker. And uh, that's fun to be able to to be able to make things with your own hands. I value if someone has done a collection of pictures for me, I have a little digital frame. And so I'm always nudging my daughter to give me some more <laughs> pictures on that. Give me the latest pictures. That's what I want. Um, or uh, cooking a meal for someone. That's pretty nice to have that happen. Uh, even preparing things that will go in the freezer so that person will then have something later in the year. So you don't have to spend a whole lot to um, have a gift that is meaningful to somebody. No fruitcake, though. No fruitcake. And now if your thing is cooking, say baking some cookies for somebody, uh, you can probably put that off until a little closer to time. You don't, well, yeah. you don't need to, don't, don't leave your cookies sitting out for too long. But you could go ahead and. Santa may come early and eat them. <laughs> you could go ahead and, and do some casseroles ahead of time. And um, the freezing things you mentioned, that's a great that. idea. Yeah. We have a neighbor who does these wonderful small little pecan pies, and this is her aunt's recipe recipe for pecan pie. It is fabulous. And so she wraps them individually, puts them in the freezer, and then hands them out. It's great. Bake your cookies in July now for those Christmas gifts <laughs> in December. Um, and I will say the joke about the, the, the fruitcake. I think actually homemade fruitcake is pretty good. I think it's those store-bought uh, uh, kind that yeah, got the bad Yeah, I agree. Right. On to number six, Ryder. So they recommend, number six, start tucking away a portion of each paycheck into a holiday fund. Now, of course, we love this one. This one is just start saving money. 
you don't always have to have a goal for your saving money, but this is a good one, a nice real short-term goal. Maybe you have a separate account set up. Maybe you're doing an envelope system and you've just got your little envelope or, or box at home that you can throw some money in. And this goes back to, I was thinking earlier in our episode about another episode we did on the financial independence movement, where part of the idea is just saving more. Part of the mechanism of saving more means that you must be spending less, and so that makes everything more affordable and more sustainable in the future. So absolutely do start saving money. Start thinking, okay, you know, I need to be thinking about, uh, you should be thinking about others all year round. But if you haven't started thinking about others this year, start thinking about them now and start building other people and those gifts into your budget. Um, Suggestions for how much you would put each month in a holiday fund? Well, you look at what you usually spend in uh, any typical year. Divide it by 12. There you go. Well, you've only got six months left. So okay. Five All right. six. And also, we did discuss last year. It was weird. But that's why this this planning ahead, looking back at your previous budgets, it, it is very important because, of course— you know, if you don't know how much you you need, you're you're not going to really be motivated to save that amount. But if if you think you can't, say you look at your budget and you're like, okay, well I have six hundred dollars I need to save up. I'll save up a hundred dollars a month, and you just can't find that hundred. Just just start somewhere. Just just tuck away an extra twenty every now and then. You'll 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 get up to it. That that savings is a target, and you want to save now so that you, you're not paying on debt later. All right, on to number seven. Uh, I think, who are we? Nancy, is your turn? I think it's my turn. Well, and I'm starting to see this happening a lot more, which is sell things for cash. And uh, so this does two things. First, it cleans out your closet. And all those things that you can look at and said. I, I don't use those items anymore. I see it a lot with children's clothing where, you know, they are hardly used. You can put it out there um, and sell those items. We have a new consignment store in Clinton that's a children's store, and the proceeds go to charity. And so that's a wonderful way to consign your items and uh, do some good at the same time. But there's so many things that we have. I look around my house now and think, I, I can't believe how much stuff we have and things we don't use. And so whether you give that away, allow a charity to then sell it, or then you just put it out there uh, through eBay, through Facebook, any of these avenues to let people know it's available. Uh, one thing we do in my neighborhood, which is I love seeing this happen, and that's uh, if you have something that's, you know, it's usable, but you don't want it anymore, we just put it at the curb. And then our uh, little game we play is how long before it disappears. <laughs> Ten minutes, <maybe>. <laughs> <laughs> People do love free stuff on yeah, the curb. Yeah, it's great. When I was moving out of the apartment I lived in before I got my house many years ago, I had brought something out to the dumpster, a mass mattress or something or whatever. And um, I, I might have brought out some other stuff, but anyway, might have been a day or two later that one of the neighbors knocked on the door and I answered the door and they're like, are you going to get rid of any more stuff? <laughs> <laughs> when, when's the next shipment coming yeah, in? Yeah. We've had that case of, of they're kind of going from the curb to, well, there's something halfway up. Do you want that? Yes, we do. Uh, that's my car. You know, the other thing that's true about that, I would kind of 
throw this around on its head. If you're looking for maybe unusual gifts or whatever, uh, flea markets, garage sales, Absolutely. You know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Find the weird little kitschy item that you know that person used and got rid of, but that might be perfect for uh, someone who is on your list as well. And and what's really good for these are local neighborhood Facebook groups or next door. There are often they are called a buy nothing group, just a local buy nothing group. They just they just trade stuff, and then there's the buy sell exchange groups. There's there's tons of groups, and and that's a great way. Especially if you are, if you're putting something out, it's a great way to immediately share that with a lot of people and make sure that weird kitschy thing that you put out in the trash people might not pick up gets picked up. But it's also a great way to see interesting things that people are throwing out. I saw something the other day that was some some uh, fabric and and sewing materials, things like that. I saw it maybe a half hour after it got posted. Thought, oh, I'll just walk by. Um, it was gone. In the neighborhood, it was a couple blocks away. It was gone. These things, they go fast. Yes, they do. They do indeed. Next on our list, we're to number eight, Ryder. What do you have for us? Number eight, using your credit cards, rewards points, or cash rewards for holiday shopping. So, again, going back to what we were talking about, we're big fans of credit cards. One of the reasons we're big fans of credit cards is there are various rewards Sometimes it's one point, you know, you you get basically 1% back on your spending. It'll be cash back, and you can just use that to pay your card, or you can exchange that for gift cards. Sometimes that is very good, exchanging for gift cards, because you can take, say, $20 worth of reward points and exchange it for $30 or $40 worth of a gift card. And if it's a gift card you know you're going to use, that really makes it worth it. A lot of times they will have more obscure retailers will offer a, a bigger bonus or a more attractive uh, reward. So that can be interesting, especially when you're looking for something a little off the beaten path and not just stopping by Walmart or Target or, or for something. And, of course, saving up those, if you just get it as cash back, saving up those cash back points, it's just another way to save making sure that you can pay off your credit card every month, but then accumulating those cash back points so maybe you have a couple hundred dollars saved up come Christmas time. You know, we have a little bit of a battle in the office with our company credit card because there are points. Uh-oh. And, you know, my attitude is, Ryder, you snooze, you lose. Okay? <laughs> you know? And he's like, wait a minute. I have ownership of some of those points. So um, it's always a back and forth. Who gets it first? Well, can't you do something... For the office or whatever? Uh, well, we do. But we do. That's where do you think those points come from? Really? <laughs> All right. I'd like to use my points, as Ryder mentioned, to pay off, uh, to convert them mm-hmm. to cash to help pay off the, the balance. And that way, you're using the credit card to uh, help you get a, a pay down the, the debt and keep it under control. Mm-hmm. We're talking about staying out of December holiday debt. When are the gift-giving holidays for this year? We'll give you those dates next. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio.
contractor ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think, eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. We're glad you found our show, Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Here's a reminder, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., listen live to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio, immediately following our show. We're less than six months away from Hanukkah, Christmas, and Kwanzaa. We're giving tips to help you plan now to avoid December debt. Hanukkah 2021 starts Sunday, November 28th. Christmas is December 25th. Good to know that's not been changed. (laughs) And uh, Kwanzaa begins on December 26th. So uh, we were going through 10 uh, tips for controlling your holiday spending. Let me do a quick recap of the things we've talked about. Um, We talked about starting with a budget, making a gift list and keeping track of it and sticking to it, suggesting maybe paying in cash that uh, might help you control your spending, uh, paying off your current credit card debt before you add to it with holiday spending, try making gifts or baking something if you're crafty, You can start a holiday fund now by tucking away a portion of each paycheck into that fund. Uh, Sell some unwanted items for extra cash. And don't forget about your card's reward points or cash rewards during holiday spending time. We've come to number nine, and I think, Nancy, it's yours. Well, you just need to set some limits on your gifts if you're uh, exchanging names. You can say, okay, here's our dollar limit for each gift, and stick with that. And that's a good way to keep it from just getting out of bounds. One of the things that we've adopted from my son-in-law's family, which is a fun thing that we do, is uh, when we get together around the holidays, we will go to a local flea market, antique-type place, and we will have a low dollar amount. Usually it's about $20. And then we exchange names, and the goal is to find the quirkiest, most fun things you can find in these places. Uh, for that amount, and uh, that's always great fun, and then that creates a, a wonderful memory of, you know, we're doing this search, it's like a treasure hunt, and then we tell the story of the gift once we wrap them and give them away, and of course, eventually, they go back to the, the <laughs> flea market, um, but it, it's a fun exercise. Yeah, and that does sound, because as you say, you're uh, it, it's better than just the, like at the office thing where you do that, it's the fun of uh, going in there and, and uh, trying to find out because to me, that's the the fun thing of a gift giving is for you think you know what the person might like, and uh, hopefully you you give something that they they do like. That's why I'm always very appreciative of gift because it reflects the amount of time, and that's why you know it's funny. My uh, niece's daughter is graduating from high school, so my brother went uh, flew up to Minnesota um, and was thinking about what to get her. She said, "Oh, I just want cash," which I'm going to guess that's kind of practical or whatever. But to me. It defeats the whole thing of a gift of, you know, what thought does it take to, you know, mm. does I want this bill or do I want this bill? Exactly. Whereas if you give someone a gift, it's like you have gone and thought about what you thought that person might like. So that to me is, is one of the, the special things about a gift. Although, if you want to give me money, I certainly will not you won't uh, turn, it turn down. that away. That's right. <laughs> but make sure grants on the bill. 
<laughs> ah, okay. Um, but yeah, the, the gift exchange, I think, especially again in office, if you're doing that, is a good idea because, you know, if I buy Nancy a new pair of socks and she buys me a washer dryer, there might be a little, ah, a little you know, bit of resentment yes. there, yeah. All right, Ryder, we're coming to the end of the hour, and we're coming to the end of our list. What is number 10 on helping control holiday spending? So go ahead and book your holiday travel early. And, I mean, this is appropriate. You're making plans for maybe a big trip. Maybe you're going to visit family or friends across the country. Book that early, and especially right now, prices, I believe, travel prices are still pretty low. But you can definitely expect them to go higher as more and more people are more and more comfortable with traveling as airlines uh, kind of ramp up getting getting their schedules back in place. And I think this ties in well with the gift exchange, too, because right now I'm already talking with my siblings about what are we doing for Thanksgiving? What are we doing for Christmas? So you, maybe somebody is going to host us and they'll say, OK, yeah, well, you can come for Christmas and we'll do this, this and this and set expectations for the gift exchange. However, they want to do that, you know, whatever activity instead of you want instead of a gift exchange. So you're already talking about your holiday plans. You can wrap all of that up together and make sure you're getting the best deals uh, plenty ahead of time. And I think uh, this last tip might be especially appropriate for this year, because as we mentioned, you know, we went through the pandemic and last year, I'm, I don't think anybody got to visit <clears throat> friends uh, or family for the holidays. So I think a lot of people are anxious to see each other in person mm -hmm. again. So, yeah, go ahead and book that holiday travel early. My reminder is make sure you know what your destination is and where you're flying to before you exactly. book the flight. I think that's know, a know the airport code. <laughs> that's a great idea, Kevin. Know where you're going. And more important than booking the travel is knowing what it is. I'm just glad I discovered that one. Well, before you got on the plane, right? right. <laughs> that well, would have been that bad. is funny because I think I've been on a flight before where they say, you know, if you're not flying, oh, to I have, up. and then somebody jumps up and goes, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So, yes, but better uh, because if you're in the air and you realize where you're going, I'm not sure how far Charlotte and uh, Greensboro, North Carolina are, but my friend said it would have been quite a commute to pick me up. So, uh, so yeah, that uh, book that holiday travel early, uh, get those plans in for this, What as we mentioned, probably going to be uh, a special Christmas as we all recover from uh, the, the pandemic that we suffered through in this last year and a half or so. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think a big kind of uh, overall, this is nothing new for this show is, of course, plan ahead. All of this is about planning ahead. This is why we're talking about Christmas in June. Um, if, if you have an idea of what you're doing, if, you know, start putting you know, pen to paper, start putting some numbers to it, you can be well prepared for this. This is just like any other large expense it's a bunch of really small ones, but it adds up. Just like buying a, a new computer, a new washer dryer, a new car, you have to think about, am I going to save up for it? Do I want to be paying this off for years? And the answer is no, you don't want to be paying it off for years because there's no good way There's no good way to finance small gift purchases. That's just going to be on your credit card, which is going to be wildly expensive. So uh, saving ahead of time for it, preparing for it, especially, like I said, while your savings rate is really high, 
because our savings rate is really high. You can prepare for that now. You can start getting your, you know, getting your your friends and family in mind so that you have a thoughtful gift when you find it. Uh, it's all about planning ahead. And I would say after this last year and a half, we've really become focused on what's really important, mm. which is not the stuff, but time with our family and friends and creating those memories. Good way to end the show. <clears throat> Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from listeners like you. To hear today's show or a previous show, visit moneytalks.mpbonline.org or listen to the podcast by searching for Money Talks on your preferred podcasting app. Our show is produced each week by Liz Gill. Our call screener is Java Chapman. So for Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson and Ryder Taff, I'm Kevin Farrell. Join us every Tuesday at 9 for Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. for MPB comes from Trustmark, a financial partner for businesses throughout the South for 130 years. Trustmark offers a range of products and services designed to help small businesses efficiently manage finances. More info at Trustmark.com, member FDIC. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.